This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, and, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll see how we get on. Um, I'm going to scold him for being late, basically. <laughs> see what he's late for. Yeah, we'll see what he's late for. We'll see what he's late for. Better scold him. Better be good. <laughs> and then scold him, maybe. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> Better well, late than never. Thank you for joining us. Have I missed anything? Have I missed the joke of the week? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, you've not. missed most of it. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> there isn't anything you. left to say <laughs> apart from <laughs> bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs> bye for now. <laughs> oh no, mate! Don't worry, don't worry. But like, you're all right. You don't have to disclose what you've been up to, but you're all right. Yeah. Oh, I it, honestly, not. I, I, I just, um, I had to go to something at the scouts. I was going to try and leave early, but I forgot to leave early. Um, so, and then, and then I got, I got, I got the message inviting me to the Zoom call. I was like, oh crap! So I just like. Just for people don't home. misunderstand, Liam's not that young, okay? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Liam's uh... the expert on 1930s football, so... That's it. <laughs> I, I have had time to do my guessing the player, so you don't have to worry about that. Right, okay, but you know it, you, you're playing within the rules this time? Like, are you going to do it like within your age range? We'll see, we'll see. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, we've got, we've got me versus the great archivist, that is uh, also known as Will. Uh, uh, to go later on in guessing the player, but uh, lads, uh, before, before, <laughs> before, before we you're just saying you're smart. <laughs> before we properly move on, um, we just we had we just had like podcast Christmas night out. You know, it's always a good night. I feel like the brethren is a little bit, you know, more bonded and closer together after such an uh, amazing <laughs> occasion. And um, you know, I've I've been stung before when it comes to revealing certain amazing things that that may have happened and might happen in the very near future. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of fallout from the Christmas night out potentially to come in, in the very near future. <laughs> that's really exciting uh, for, for everybody uh, that's listening yeah. and obviously for all four of us <laughs> that are involved in the podcast. Um, without revealing anything, I mean, I mean, Max, how are you feeling about the sort of like next two weeks ahead? Yeah, I'm ecstatic to be fair. Um, yeah, watch this space, um, everyone listening, because uh, you won't want to miss what is coming, hopefully <laughs> in the near future. That's right. Hopefully everything comes through and we've got some big things to come, but we don't want to go on about it for too long in case it all falls through. But anyway, we'll move on uh, to a bit of tradition and a bit of tried and tested stuff here on the Blue Army podcast, and I'll get things kicking off properly. Okay, here we go. Oh. 
Alright, Maras, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 139. And I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the three men that I love to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. I'm talking about Max, Wills and Liam. Welcome back, boys. How are you doing? You okay? Good. Brilliant, mate. Spot on. It's uh, it, it's nice to come back to uh, a bit of normality after what's been a bit of a crazy week for uh, for all of us here on the Blue Army podcast, especially just after recovering from that amazing uh, Christmas night out. I'm sure stories will be re- revealed in the very near future. But before we move on to doing things like that, it's time for the traditions that we have around here. Not Christmas time traditions. No, it's Blue Army podcast traditions. That's right. And that can mean at this time of the show, it's one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army Podcast Joke of the Week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army Podcast Joke of the Week. Get in, boys. Here we go. We're smashing it this week. Here we go. What do you call (laughs) an owl that does magic? A magic owl. Um, don't know. Don't know. I'll be disappointed if it's magic owl. Houdini, boys. That's right. That's what you call a magic owl. You call a magic owl Houdini. And before we dwell too much on the strength or weakness of the joke of the week, we'll move on to its saviour week in, week out. That's right. <laughs> it's time for the time of the show where we all get to find out What's been happening here? What's been happening there? In the League One Roundup with Wills and Liam. Take it away, boys. All right. Well, I've got a couple of things. I don't know if you've got anything else, Liam. No, just what you put on the chart. Okay. Um. So, well, I'll mention Peterborough, okay. and then you can mention the FA Cup. So... Um, apparently Darren McAnthony didn't fully own Peterborough, or he hasn't for the past few years, but he does again now. Is um, <laughs> is it? You know, he's one of the more outspoken owners, and has been for quite a long time. Um, so like Peterborough are his club pretty much. Um, he recently, well, a few years ago, he sold a a chunk of the shareholding to a couple of other people but he's now they've now left the club and he is now the 100% owner of Peterborough again um oh. also <laughs> hostile takeover was it um I've no idea it's Darren no, McAntonino <laughs> uh, apparently I found out as well that uh, the the one of many clubs that don't own their own stadium, and these other two investors that have left are still involved in the stadium somehow. So I don't know. A Peter, I mean, does this mean Peter are going to have more or less money uh, going into the transfer window? Uh, it's the only kind of major League One related news I could find. Uh, okay. The other thing is the FA Cup. I'll pass on to Liam for that. 
I mean, do people uh, yeah. need, need much more investment, though, to be honest? Like, sitting pretty comfortably in, in, in the automatic promotion places at the moment. Hey, you know? I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's a business dealing. It's some people have left, and, and Durham Accountancy is now... You, you, you can see this job through until the end of the season, you know, steward them into the championship, and you could probably get some more investors in, and you'd be onto yeah. something good, wouldn't you? you I know? mean, Peter... Yeah, I mean, Peterborough are one of them clubs, though, that just seem to kind of go in cycles. They never really last long in the championship on the, you know, odd occasion that they get there. They buy players from mostly League Two. You know, they're not buying unknown players either, but they buy players, like, say, like with Sombolonga, and then they sell them for lots of money, and... And then uh, Darren McCanton, he just mouths off about everything that he can to do with football. So that's kind of like their MO. So <laughs> I think it'll just be more of the same for them. Yeah. I actually didn't know he was until you messaged me the other day about it. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big... Peterborough enjoyer. Um, no, just but, one of uh, shites. Yeah, pretty much one of them people that's always on yeah. Twitter. So I've learned. Um, but yeah, moving on to the other kind of scrap of League One news that we've managed to, you know, scramble together here, and uh, that's um, that um, calling it League One is generous. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It, because it, we start off with Scarborough. Um, <laughs> Scarborough. Scarborough were beaten by Forest Green. Uh, you know, for, leading on from last week's FA Cup sort of drama. Um, yeah, Forest Green, people said they should have been kicked out of the FA Cup. They just had to play a replay against Scarborough. You know, Scarborough, after putting up a fighting performance in the first two games, they had to play against Forest Green. Yeah. Were beaten this time round. And uh, is, is it because of um, because of the scheduling issues with that match being delayed? Yeah, um, yeah. That now Blackpool's game that now Forest Green's game against Blackpool is going to have to be decided on the night. They're not allowed to do a replay with it because it's that already that kind of uh, congested with their things with yeah, Forest much. Green playing Scarborough three times. Because um, third, so, third round will be early January, so... Yeah, I don't know what it is. It, but anyways, theirs will have to be decided on the night now, um, probably because of all that stuff that happened previously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Forest Green Rovers, despite people saying they should have been booted out of the competition... <laughs> Uh, because of what happened to Barnsley, uh, uh, a fruit of the next round. So, yeah, and it, it's certainly an interesting one. Controversy, controversy. Mm. Is that everything for the League One roundup? That's yeah, pretty yeah. much. It has been quiet. You know, we've been That's taking cool. most of the news. Well, you know, this doesn't matter, lads. It's okay. You know, you managed to, you know, hold up your end of the bargain week in, week out, in the part of the show where we all get to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there? In the league, one roundup with Wills and Leo. Well, thank you very much, boys. You know, it was pretty good this week. You know, I quite enjoyed it. Short and snappy, but, you know, very informative, I would say. You know, and especially <laughs> room for discussion, which is uh, very enjoyable. Well done. I'll give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> and, uh, we'll move on to a part of the show that constantly gets a 10 out of 10 because it's organised by the only functioning human being on the podcast. That's right. I'm talking (laughs) about the part of the show where I have to have an apology ready. I'm sorry, Max, because it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's million pound idea. Go on, Max. (laughs) 
Thank you very much. So this week I've got a comment from um Grant the G Martin. I think that's how you say it. Anyway, from Instagram, um, and he's commented on one of my posts saying, um, he's basically commenting about he wants an increase uh in size of the fan zone. Um, so I I was watching the fans forum today. Um, it was today on YouTube. Um, on the day of recording this, so, and it came up there as well, and there was a question asked about, you know, the potential of, um, you know, having multiple fan zones, um, for each side of the stadium. So, for example, one, um like for the Pioneer, one for the Warwick, and then the the one they have now, and then potentially on the one for an, an, the away fans, but I'm not too bothered about that. So, what do you think about that then? Because obviously the um... fan zone they've got now is an all right size, but if the crowds are going to start getting bigger, it might be worth sort of thinking about, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I guess like how big a fan zone can we get into the car park where we couldn't... Yeah, yes. where are you going to put it? It's like... Yeah, I mean, like... For, like, if you had multiple ones, um, it doesn't have to be as big as the one they have now, obviously. But, yeah. you know, you could just have a couple of um, storage containers like with the, you know, for pints and stuff, a few benches. The, yeah. The East Stand think... has enough. Like the East Stand does have enough yeah. um, bars and facilities in the East Stand. They could do they could do more with the atmosphere of the East Stand to make it feel more like the fan zone. They could have some music yeah. going on in there. They could have some sort of entertainment around there. But like the, there's nothing really that you know what I mean there's there's more bars in the East Stand than there is in the fan zone. So there's no reason yeah. for it to sort of like, you know, warrant there to be more bars in yeah. the East Stand. Um uh... When it comes to when it comes to the Warwick, like what I would probably end up doing is pretty much just knock the full back out and like put half of it as a bar, um, and just have like well, a bar that you've you... got a shut that you've got a shutter on, and the shutter comes down when you can't serve any more booze again, and you've got like maybe like a little cattle grid sort of queue system or something for it, like we we all saw at Wembley or something like that, and you know it'll just be quick like proper quick kind of service i think that's what you need in the warwick is just like better service yeah uh, i mean even like longer yeah. term that's a good idea but like what the what they did start to do was kind of let people through the warwick like towards the left hand side the to go um yeah. to go into the fan zone but they've stopped doing that now um well since i since i've like been trying to do it the last couple of games and they've just made it dead awkward sort of thing and you've got to go the whole way around like past the club shop and mm. stuff yeah. and yeah. it's just I mean the fan zones about pain. I mean the fan zones about more than just um compensating for a lack of facilities in parts of the stadium. It's about you know, the atmosphere there itself and yeah. the rain, you know, you and a range of different foods and they've got the big TV now. Um, are, are we gonna have enough people hmm. to want there being two fan zones? Well what you could what... do is if if they're gonna build a new training facility then that big pitch that's just there that they now train on, there's just going to be a big open space right next to the stadium. So, mm, that's yeah. a good point. you know, that, that's that's a giant open space that you mm. can just stick anything on. So, if you want to have like an extended fan zone or just completely get rid of the one that's already there, chuck it yeah, on that big have... open yeah. thing there. I that, mean, you know, there's plenty of room. I mean, that's a good idea. Like, but isn't isn't the tickets for the Warwick the same as the prices the tickets for the Paddock? Yeah, but I believe they are. Yeah. So why don't, so... Why don't, why don't, why don't, I reckon I reckon like if you if you just open the Warwick all year round and it was the same price and you got a Paddock Warwick ticket, a standing ticket basically 
for that whole side of the stadium. Yeah. And therefore, there'd be no yeah. confusion with people being able to come in and out to the fan zone because everyone would have the same ticket anyway. Everybody would go and stand in the position that they always stood in anyway. And everything would carry on being fine and there'd be no more confusion. Like I reckon, you know, that's a, that's a really quick way to be able to do it. If the tickets are the same prices, just like, you know, just let them all, you know, go where they want. Now that that is probably a point that's worth bringing up. To be fair, we, we probably could do that, and it, you know, I don't know how it would work with the ins and outs, but it, it you know, it seems like a simple solution, um, to me, um, like what you've just said, like that would solve the issue. To be fair, um, yeah, so that would help. I definitely think people who stand in the, the Warwick like myself, you know, that that'd go down really well. Because we could potentially then put new turnstiles in that corner where people are getting into either the paddock or the Warwick Road end and, yeah. you know, concentrate some facilities around there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, good shout, yeah. I well, think we've just solved know. the problem there, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be for the first time, Max, yeah. it? We're going we're to reveal that a little bit later on in, in the Carlisle United related news. Is it? Have you just got one for us this week, though? One juicy one? I've, I've got I've got that one, and then I've got another comment, but it's sort of more related to transfers. So right. I'll talk about that later on. Yeah, we'll wait until January, maybe, for that one. Oh, yeah, can do. Yeah, I've got, I've got loads about transfers, so... Naughty. Good stuff, good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Always, always a strong segment, Max. Always a strong segment. Thank you very much. Uh, but I'm sorry. I have to apologise because it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It was Max's million pound idea. Thank you very much, Max. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll move on to some of the Carlisle United related news. And of course, the biggest news is obviously today's news that the fact that Carlisle United have signed target man Harrogate, well, former Harrogate target man Luke Armstrong. Uh, non details of the deal have been revealed yet, unfortunately, because it can't technically really go through until January the 1st. But it has been revealed that Luke Armstrong will be training with Carlisle United up until January the 1st, when that deal does go through and will be able to jump into the squad, which, you know, is quite a sensational journey for the 27-year-old uh, that began his career at Blythe Spartans and has now found himself here at Carlisle United. This season, though, has not been very fruitful for him. Just one goal in 12 games last season though a very much more respectable goal tally of 16 in 46 games a very reliable figure in the Harrogate side who was able to maintain their sort of mid-table uh, mediocrity rather than see them <laughs> slip down to the bottom end of the table where they obviously belong because they're a terrible <laughs> awful football team that we all hate <laughs> <laughs> but uh lads how are we feeling about the amazing news that you know we've got that bit more cash to splash you know max it was revealed that he was so close to signing with wrexham in the summer all that money that wrexham have to throw at players <clears throat> you know is it a little bit juicy for us to be able to compete with the likes of them yeah, I think on the forum, uh, Paul did say that, you know, the fee we've we've paid, which in itself is a quite good for us to be actually able to pay a fee, but the fee we did pay was <laughs> was nothing like the um half a million that I think it was half a million that Wrexham bid yeah. in the yeah. summer. So it was nothing like that, but even still, you know, it's it's um it's good still to a see that point, I think, isn't it? Yeah, well there you go. So, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's onwards and upwards. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like when Wrexham went to sign him, it was a deadline day signing um, and uh, uh, their main striker, Paul Mullen, was injured. So 
you know, they were a bit desperate at the time. And since then, Mullins come back. So, and, you know, Wrexham are doing well. So I, they're probably not, they probably weren't going to go back in for him themselves. Yeah. So, you know, whatever they were offering, I think Harry got would have to accept, you know, a fair bit less from us. Yeah. Plus, I think his deal's out in the summer, so uh, at Harrogate. So, you know, a, a striker with a year left on his deal is going to be worth a lot more than a striker with six months left on his deal. Yeah, I mean, if he if, if he was to stay at Harrogate till the end of the season as well, because if his current, you know, if his kind of current situation with Harrogate continued, then that would be like an entire year out of football, pretty much, since yeah. there weren't... I mean, I think he did come on as a substitute a few times, which is why he has got... He's got um, the appearances, but he's not been playing. He's got some appearances, yeah. I think he's like the only goals he scored were before um, the, the Wrexham bid. And then since then, it's just been a few substitute appearances. But basically, um, Harrogate didn't want to have uh, to play him because he didn't want to be there. And it was just all a bit awkward. So it's, you know, it's. It's uh, best for all parties for him to come out of that situation and start playing football again. Yeah, he has joined the club as well. Like he's he's training with Carlisle now, so I think that'll mm-hmm. be good. He can sort of just concentrate on that, and it sort of removes the danger of obviously if he was still at Harrogate until January. You know, Paul said today it was like if he if they get a few injuries and he has to go on, you know. Yeah. And he gets injured, then you know that. That kind of <laughs> ruins it for us. One. Okay, yeah. I mean, it gives us the chance to kind of bring him up to speed a bit as well, just because, yeah. you know, so like it'll have probably knocked a fair few thousand off his asking price. The fact that he has played so little this season as well, even, you know, without the Wrexham stuff. It'll be a good, a good chance for him to get a few more games under Carlisle because. He'll probably be going straight back in the, the starting eleven for us, and hopefully he can sort of kick on and get back to his yeah, best. Yeah, yeah, you definitely hope so. Um, so I mean, there have you know there have been questions asked about whether what went on this season is you know is he still going to be the player he was last season? But we've you know we've got to find out because. Um, you know, because we're fighting relegation, so. Well, I think we've got, like, you know, Paul Simpson said, we've got a man with a lot of, uh, you know, attitude, a lot of grit to his play, a lot of aggression to his play, somebody that's definitely ready for a fight, somebody who's always uh, got his goals from, you know, not clear-cut chances, things that he's had to fight for, scraps, long balls through, you know, every opportunity he's had, he's had to fight for. We've had, you know, we've been on the receiving end of a number of Luke Strong, Armstrong chances ourselves as well. And uh, now it's nice to have that weapon within the Carlisle United Arsenal now. Uh, now, potentially, there are rumours around that there is another striker afoot for Carlisle United signing quite imminently, and that would be Wigan striker Seven goals in 12 appearances so far this season. Yeah. 31-year-old Charlie Wyke. I mean... I hope just, it's true. It's just someone having a bit of... It's a bit, a bit unrealistic, fun. isn't it? Yeah, apparently, I mean, somebody that I did see write about it said that, said that the reason why this is supposedly going to happen is that 
Wigan can't play his wages because of their financial issues and mm-hmm. um he's on quite high wages there, but if they can't, you know, if they're not paying him or can't afford to pay him, They'll then afford. yeah. Even and you know, and that's why we'd be able to get a player who you'd think would be quite, you know, um, you know, on quite high wages because his wages are too high there. But I mean, that's just speculation. I, I, I don't really think I don't really think there's anything in that. I feel I feel like that has to be a rumor, just a scurrilous. I mean, uh, we we definitely won't be able to match the wages he's on now. If, well, if, yeah. if if what is rumored to be on, if he actually is on that, then there's no way. But you never know, do you? Like, yeah, I'd be surprised if Greg hasn't inquired at least. Yeah, I mean, I say like it's all just, I mean, it, it's all just sort of like rumor and stuff. As far as I know, Wigan might be perfectly happy paying his wages. It's just kind of like what somebody has said after then saying that this is why we might have a chance of making this really unrealistic signing. The thing is, I agree with you in that the, I don't think there's much in it, but I also thought the same about Armstrong a couple of days ago. That's the only thing that's making me doubt myself because, yeah. like, you know, I, I, I thought they were both just stupid rumours, but one of them's happened now, so I'm just thinking, well, one out of two, why not go for both, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's the potential there. There's definitely the potential there. You know, like you said, it has been like a bit of a heavy rumour and we always, Carla United, always have this like love of fan, sick of fan kind of relationship with ex-players, um, this romantic sort of notion of ex-players. So, you know, it's always extra juicy when it's a name like Charlie White as well who <laughs> left us on such a high note. Um, but, you know, we'll see how that we'll see how that goes, obviously, uh, and develops over the course of the next week. Uh, we'll move on to the news that, uh, you know, Paul Simpson always keeps his cards very close to his chest when it comes to selecting in his lineup, he doesn't reveal any of his injuries going into a game, only after a game. And uh, obviously, there were eyebrows raised when Owen Moxon was left out of this weekend squad against Northampton. But it was revealed it was unfortunately due to the fact that he was suffering from a hip injury, and he's hoping to be back in contention for the Carlisle United starting lineup for their next game this weekend, which is of course against I've got it written down here, Cheltenham Town at home. <laughs> um, and finally, in Carlisle. United related news as we always like to do report on the impact of the Pataik family uh, which has happened instantaneously here at Carlisle United that's right um, this time it's the upgrade of the hospitality facilities there was a very documented picture of a certain carpet that was rolled up and thrown into a dumpster <laughs> this week and uh, you know it only shows the massive effect that Max's million pound idea has at Brunton Park uh, congratulations to you once again Max for uh, a fantastic impact uh, getting rid of that carpet amongst those <laughs> so, there are other lounges that have been improved around Brunton Park modernized the facilities there uh, including media facilities as well and there are more improvements uh, in the very near future uh, so more exciting things to report on hopefully next week in terms of the Pataik's impact on those facilities now lads before we move on to playing the game that we play in the middle of the show it's time to have a quick word from some of our sponsors Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now that's right, lads. You might have noticed that I didn't call it the game with the longest <laughs> name. That's right. We're not playing the game with the longest name. That's no, no, no. We're playing uh, an old, true and tried and tested game this week, lads. That's right. It's time for True Blue, not a blue. True Blue, not a blue. Blue, a true, a true, a blue. True Blue, not a blue. Come on, boys. That's right. It's time for True Blue <laughs> or Not a Blue on the Blue Army podcast. It's back with a vengeance this week, gentlemen, and the year ahead of you to guide yourselves through in this team challenge is 1979. Ooh, okay. I have to admit, gentlemen, I've been especially cruel this week on the podcast so we'll have to see how things go for you but as always you know it's a team game there's three brains here and we'll see if you can figure this out the first one on the list potentially a true blue or potentially not a blue paul bateman paul bateman Mm. instinct says true blue yeah i don't know if it's like a name that i've heard somewhere and it's just sticking in my memory i don't think it is whether it just sounds like a realistic name do you think it's not a blue the reason for this, right, is because I went on the every single Carlisle United player list when I was <laughs> when I was when I was doing when I was doing my uh, my research for the uh, yeah. the up and coming game at the end of the show, and I can't remember seeing him. And I was at the very start of it, you know, it's all in alphabetical order. So, <laughs> I bet you're um, guessing the player player. He's going to say in a second. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> superior. It better not be. It better not be. <laughs> We're gonna to have to get we're gonna have to get the guest of the player board back involved. <laughs> so I'll be bound to Liam's superior research and saying not a blue. I just can't remember seeing his name. That's all. <laughs> they said not a blue. Max. Max I'll say not a blue. Yeah. On the on the assumption that Liam's got a photographic memory. <laughs> <All right. laughs> a lot it's a, it's a riding a on you claim, now, Liam. <laughs> but you'd be right to back it this time, actually, Max, because he, he, he he's not a blue. He's not a blue. You're correct. Well done. Uh, you've got uh, you've got four more to go through, gentlemen. So here we go. How do you feel about this one, Paul Bacnamara? It's another B. Like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not as confident in this one. Um, Bacnamara. Bacnamara. Paul Bacnamara. You're saying Bacnamara. I am saying Bacnamara. I don't think that's a name. I've never heard that. I thought you said that's, You know what? For the very same reason, I would have remembered that name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would have. Yeah. yeah. Not a blue. <laughs> Everyone's united and not a blue. And you'd be correct. Well done, gentlemen. Two out of two. Fantastically. Good. Can I ask where that name came from? This detectiveness. Well done. <laughs> uh, the next one is Paul Bannon. 
True blue. True is true. Is, is yeah. it all ball? Is it all Paul? Are they all bees? Yeah, yeah, true blue. Well done, lads. You've got three out of three <laughs> so far. That is a true blue. And we'll move on to the next one. Michael McVitie. Is he not is it George McVitie? Mm. Mm. That's, I, I think I, I think he was one of the 1974 squad or something. George McVitie. So See, I'm just thinking of the biscuits. a lot of goals, did George McVitie? Yes, sir. Michael McVitie. Oh, and this is to get a full house as well, isn't it? So there's more. Should, I don't know. My, my instinct says he's just taking George McVitie's surname and. Well, I can't imagine it's a very uh, popular second name. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, I want to say not a blue. But... I mean, yeah, it I'll, could I'll be like his, a, yeah. a brother or something. Yeah, okay, we're going not a blue, yeah. Yeah. Not a blue. Yeah. True, lads. Well done. It's not a blue. It's not a blue. <laughs> well done. Yay. Well done. Well done. Four out of four so far. Last one to go. Yeah, new five now. Trevor Swinburne. Uh, there's definitely been a Swinburne. There's definitely a Swinburne, yeah. Oh, got a Swinburne oh. now, haven't we? Yeah, like a youth player. Yeah. Um, okay. Got it feeling? is dot. Truth. True. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll say true. Well done, gentlemen. You played a sensational game. <laughs> yes. Thank all thanks to Liam's photographic memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five out of five this week on True Blue or Not a Blue. Fantastic stuff, gentlemen. Well done. Sensational. Uh, we'll move on to uh, a part of the show which, you know, uh, lately it's been a bit of a struggle. But uh, I think this week there's there's moments to enjoy most definitely. It's time for the match report, gentlemen, as I always do. I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for their game that took place this past week weekend which concluded in a 2-2 draw at home against Northampton Town. There was Holy in nets, Manuel, Lavelle, Mellish and Armour across a back four with McCalmont, uh, McGeoch and Robinson implied in a midfield three. Plange, Garner and Gibson playing a front three and obviously the fluidity of a Paul Simpson side was apparently on site for all to see. Liam, after the game, you had some comments to say that, you know, Jack Robinson's positioning wasn't necessarily clear at first, but definitely effective. Uh, I can't remember saying that, but yeah. <laughs> Christmas night out. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Robinson... Um... Yeah, no, I think, I think, really, yeah well, that's he? the thing. I, I think it was it was him and Alfie McCallman in the midfield, wasn't it? And and um, Dylan McGeek. And yeah, I, I I just thought it it was more of a slight annoying moxing to be honest. Um, when I said that it was probably our best midfield performance of the season, it just seemed that everything seemed to go right in that midfield. Uh, and obviously, I, I first saw the starting lineup and I thought it's going to be a back five with Jack Armour as a centre back. Robinson at left back, but it turned into more of a like, like I said, a four-two-three-one, um, with him playing further forward, and I think that probably is where he's he's destined to play now. Uh, I think he, I don't think he's much of a left back. I think he's not defensive enough. Um, but Jack, I think he, I think I think he did well going forward, and I think all of the midfielders did well. 
Well, midfield was really good. We've, we've seen this before from Paul Simpson. You know, he has turned left backs into midfielders before, and uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be the first time that it's going to have a very good effect. I'm pretty sure Tom Tywell came in and he was able to play at left back, and uh, you know, there's there's been other examples with Chris Chandler maybe being another example. I'm not sure if that was under Paul Simpson, no, necessarily a Paul Simpson signing, but you know, it's it's evident that it is effective though to move these left backs into more offensive positions. You know, that there's hmm. definitely a, a role for them to be able to play in the central midfield on this occasion jack robinson proving himself and potentially becoming a mainstay but i feel lads that just given the the midfield the option to have a second defensive player in there definitely showed a bit more stability for the front three to to go forwards and express themselves a little bit more and and be more effective going forwards and uh unfortunately it was Carlisle United, you know, we were pressing early on in the game and we were kind of caught a little bit, I don't know, just out of sorts and out of positions for the opening goal for Northampton. The ball was, it's very simple. It was very, it's very easy uh, for Northampton for a few reasons. Uh, first of all, it was just a, a one very simple pass down the line from the fullback and uh, he was away, uh, was the striker. Cuts inside, one step over, a devilish deflection and Thomas Holy's unfortunate fumbling fingers and the ball did cross the line just on his front post. Now, we've called for recruitment in the goalkeeping position before. This is the second mistake Thomas Holy has made in as many games, unfortunately, as well. You have to say, gentlemen, the Pataiks aren't here freeloaders and free riders and if they're gonna bring in a new number one are we potentially gonna see the end of one of our favorite giants in goal liam what do you think about that statement i think yeah and and to be honest i i think paul simpson thinks that more importantly than whatever any of us think i think I think the way Paul Simpson's talked about Thomas Holly this season, I think he's probably looking to get in a new goalkeeper. And and he and he tried to get in a new goal, goalkeeper and it was with uh, this Scottish guy that they couldn't register in time. Or because he was registered to someone else. I just think he's too big, Thomas Holly. I think he got away with it a lot last season, but he's never really been one to fill me with a load of confidence. And he's had his excellent moments. Like you think of the playoff final. Um he, and he'll forever be a hero for that. But I just think he's a bit too big which maybe sounds a bit stupid but he can't get down low and it was an example of that today he can't get down in 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 what what you know as a goalkeeper it's one of your weak spots it's just to the side of your low down which you know when you just can't stick a foot out and you've got to try and throw yourself down for it and he can't do that because he's just a bit too big um but yeah and if you're going to be competing in league one you need a goalkeeper who can you know be relied upon and who your defence can be confident in. I just don't think he's been that this season. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's a fair comment, mate. I'd say that's a fair comment. Um, now, Cal United waited until the second half to get an equaliser, and it was Jack Armour. Now, it was well worked by Cal United, you know, uh, down the right, and and then, you know, played across. There was a nice little step overs from Jordan Gibson, played the ball out to Jack Armour. But Max, did he mean to put the ball in the top corner or was it supposed to be, you know, one of those shotty crossy kind of, you know. Attempts? Yeah, I think he's he's tried to cross it and it's, it's gone in the top corner, but I don't care to be fair. We we needed the goal. We deserved one as well. Um, 
I think just by his celebration as well, he just sort of walked back like in shock as well. So it's like I don't think, I think he knew he'd he... gone in. You know, well, remember he turned around. How could he not know he had gone in? No, because he turned I mean, around the... before it crossed the line. I think he thought it had gone out. What did you think the cheering was? Well, no, I, I should be knew then, but he, at first, I don't think he knew it was his goal. Yeah, it was like it was. It was a bit of a weird sort of reaction from him, and yeah, by that, you know, like that embarrassed yeah, reaction, though. It. That yeah, yeah. If it if it had meant that, he'd have been wheeling off like knee slide and everything, yeah, wouldn't absolutely. he? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think he would have enjoyed it a lot more if he meant to do it. Yeah. Now, something that Ed, 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 Edmo uh, definitely meant to do was get his head on the end of Jack Robinson's corner just 12 minutes later, which gave Carlisle United the lead in the 81st minute. Will, is this just another classic example of the hard work of Gavin Skelton, Paul Simpson and the rest of the coaching side with a beautiful set-piece play? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lovely header from Edmo and... He's come on to the pitch, fired up, look at you know, with a point to prove. Um, played well last time he came on for us. Um, so is 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 amused his height, he's got I'm just watching it now, he's got really well and directed it really well. I think it's a good cross, um, but it's it's the finish really that makes that goal, and I think it's just uh full credit to Edmo for it. And unfortunately, things did end in a little bit of disaster for Carlisle United. A last-minute equaliser scored by Bowie in the 93rd minute, right at the death at the end of the game. It was poor defending. It was, you know, a little bit scrambly, a little bit all over the place. Everybody diving, trying to get a leg in front and deflect the shot. But unfortunately, there just wasn't enough limbs back there to deny Bowie from putting the goal in the back of the net and deny Carly United from getting what would have been a very well-deserved free point. So at least that's my opinion. Let's hear some of your opinions as we hand over to Max and Liam, who are going to read from their comment sections and your comments. And we're going to hear what you felt about the two-all draw at Northampton. Uh, who would like to go first, lads? Um, I'll let you go this week. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, due to the fact that I didn't put a post out at full time, I'm just going to have to go off like in-person reactions that I got from from the people who I went to watch the game with. And um, they they actually were pretty similar to what I thought in that, although it was obviously gutting that we conceded in the, the one of the, the last few minutes, the goal they scored was like really good. So it was like, although it was gutting, it was like, you know, fair play because I don't know what we could have done to stop it. You, you could say maybe Hurley could have, could have saved it, but I don't know how many times we've said that this season. Um <laughs> But yeah, good good performance. It was, you know, especially the last couple of games we've had before them, where we've kind of not looked like we've had any sort of real desire or quality about us. Um, it was good to see, and I think the crowd got behind the lads really well as well, which helped. Liam, yeah, have you got anything from your YouTube section? Yeah, a, a, a huge shout out to. Uh... Jimmy Burfield and Halftime Ready for just littering my comment section with David Bowie puns. Um, <laughs> including, what a shame Bowie got to be their star man. Uh, Carlisle might be dancing in the streets come January. Um, <laughs> Bowie looks like he uh, does like his chocolate. In fact, he spent most of his life on Mars bars. Bit oh. of a rebel rebel. <laughs> God's 
Yep, <laughs> we've got to get it right in January. Otherwise, it'll be the last rights for League One. Ashes to ashes and all that. And uh, he'll be off to Suffragette City, which I don't really like. get that one at the end. But yeah, it's, it, there was a lot of Bowie puns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like Bowie puns were the main content of it. Like, was, a lot. was there any actual comment about the match? Or was it just More than Bowie half puns? was David Bowie puns. Um, uh, okay, Carlos Jackal says, um, Maguire on for McGeeck. Great performance, but what was that substitution? Uh, which he's got a fair point there. I think that was just a bit strange. You know, you're you winning the midfield race, uh, the midfield battle even, and you take McGeeck off one of our best midfielders and put on uh, Maguire, who you know, he, he, as good as I like, Maguire is not a midfielder, and he didn't play in the midfield. And I think that did kind of come back to bite us a bit with the equaliser. Yeah, yeah, all fair comments, all fair comments, and uh, lads, uh, we'll we'll move on to uh, nominating what we haven't been able to do in a, quite a while. Actually, is nominating a man of the match uh, for the game that took place this past weekend. That's right, it's time for the Foxes feature man of the match. Will, would you like to go yeah. first, mate? Yeah, and the player that Liam's just mentioned that when we took him off might have contributed to uh, considering the equaliser. Dylan McGeoch, I think there's a lot of outstanding performances in midfield at the weekend, so it's hard to pick just one, but it seemed like McGeoch was involved in most of our, you know, almost all of our good attacks he was it seemed he was in and about there somewhere just just pulling the strings lots of kind of very just very tidy midfield work so yeah Dylan McGeoch okay Dylan McGeoch's a fair shout Max um I'm going to give it to the actual man in the match who was Luke Plange um especially after the the Blackpool game where he got a bit of stick from the fans I thought he like responded really well, and um, you know he, it's clear to see that he's obviously got the right attitude about him. If he's, you know, he's not sulking or anything, and uh, thought he played really well, and um, I'd actually start him in the next game, like because of that. I thought he caused a lot of issues for Northampton. Good call, Liam. Uh, I'm going to go with the other man in midfield. I'm going to go Alfie McCallum. I just think he's such a, a tidy little player, you know, he, he, and he suits that sort of. Defensive midfield role really well, I think. Um, and I think I think it was fantastic. Oh, um, I'm I'm gonna agree with Max actually because uh, you know, Plunge def- he also got like a lot of praise from Paul Simpson after his display and being able to answer back after well, a lot of criticism after the Blackpool game, and that's something that both of those gentlemen actually have in common. You know, they both received a bit of grief from the fans after the after the Blackpool game, and uh, this is a really good way to answer them back and. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Plange as well. Gentlemen, we're going to move on oh. to look ahead to next weekend's opponent. It's bottom of the table, Cheltenham. You've got a fancy us. You've got who, lads. You've absolutely got who. I'm going to say we're going to run all over them 3-0 at Brunton Park. That's my bold prediction. Liam, what are you going to say? I think 3-2 to Carlo. Ooh. <laughs> Contest. Will? Um, I'm going to keep up a certain theme and say 3-1 to Carlisle. Okay, okay, okay. Three goals going in the back of the net at Brunton Park. Max, will you think the same? Yeah, 3-1, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> I do think it's going to so be 3-1. So Carlisle are definitely going to score three. That's what's got to happen now. 
That's what's definitely going to happen. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's going to score? That's the, that's the question. Sam Lavelle and Edmonton twice. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. We've willed it into existence. We've willed it into existence. It's happening. It's definitely going to happen. Uh, gentlemen, it's almost time to say goodbye. But before we do, we have to play <laughs> everybody's favourite game. I'm guessing a player. Guessing a player. Go. <laughs> Guessing the player, go, 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 go. Guessing the player, go, guessing the player, go, go, go. That's right, gentlemen. It's new theme song. For guessing the player. <laughs> no, you can't replace the guessing the player theme song. No chance. Uh, it's time for guessing the player. And this week, lads, it is the turn of myself. That's right. I've got to get my own hands dirty once again. And it's up against Mr. Experience, former Guessing the player, champion Wills. That's right. There's Liam playing Clue Guide, as he alluded to earlier on. Max, you get to relax, sitting very pretty at the top of the Guessing the Player table. Will, you have an opportunity to claw yourself closer to Liam and yourself into contention for that title race. And I am just purely, I don't know, blowing bubbles in the air at the bottom. (laughs) Of the table, just enjoying myself, yeah. really, just like being a part of the game. Um, so I feel like it's everything's going to be fine. But will you know you've yeah. got more to play for than I do? Are you feeling any kind of pressure or uh, um, not, maybe overconfidence against a bottom of the table opponent? No, I think I've kind of done. I've I've turned my season around a bit after the poor start, just by the fact that the pressure's been off. So I'm keeping the pressure off myself, and <laughs> you know I'm 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 still confident. But I'm not thinking too much about what's above me in the table. Okay, okay. You know, it is your opportunity to get yourself back amongst that title race. Me very much cut adrift at the bottom <laughs> of the table. But it is my turn to be the home team. That's right. So hopefully I'll be able to nail the first one of Liam Denwood's clues and claim three points this time round. I'm going to hand over to you, Liam, because it's time to play Guessing the Player. It is. Um, and I feel like I've got a little bit of a uh, reputation to uphold with my uh, clue guide duties. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> or try and claw it back at the very least. Um, so prepare yourselves. And I've actually changed my clues um, just then. Um, and you'll see why when I give you my first one. Um, oh this player was mentioned earlier in the podcast. <gasps> Whoa. Ugh. Um, listen, <laughs> going off your old track record, and because I know he was a goalie, um, and the other one was a goalie, I'm gonna say that Trevor Swinburne. It was not Trevor Swinburne. Ah, ah, well, um, I mean, I can't remember who was mentioned earlier in the podcast, other than certainly some players. I'm gonna, are we? It's it's one of the players from the early game, one of the nineteen seventies players. But might be a current player. If it is one of the nineteen seventies players, Liam's at a massive advantage. (laughs) 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 Um I'm gonna go Charlie Wyke. Good chance. It's not Charlie Wyke. Ooh. And I'll give you a bonus clue here. I haven't I haven't we get a bonus guess. 
know you don't get a bonus <laughs> guess, but before I go on to the second clue, can I just say it's not one of the like seventies players? <laughs> <laughs> before we go for it. <laughs> um next one. This player made fifty-four league appearances, scoring zero goals. Uh um who were you talking about earlier on? He would have played fifty four games. Um, that also means that he's left the club as well, by the way. <laughs> oh, he's left the club as well. Mm-hmm. I he he made fifty four appearances. He's not gonna um, oh, he didn't score any goals. So I'm thinking it's a goalkeeper again. I'm just like I don't know. No, he wouldn't have made 54 appearances. Also, it has to be like two seasons. Um, mentioned him earlier on in the podcast, and it's not Charlie White, <laughs> <laughs> which is like where my brain just went to straight away. But obviously, you know, not scored a goal as well. Um, right, okay. I'm just gonna have to make a guess. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Difficult, isn't it? Not, I know it's not going to be. I know it's not going to be right, but uh, I'll just say fucking because it's right in front. Uh, Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Robinson. No. Um, Has he scored I, Robinson yet? Yeah. What the, the current Both player, Robinson? Sure. Yeah. I, I think. I think he has. Oh, yeah. Um. Well. I can't remember if he was mentioned earlier on in the podcast. Maybe, maybe not. I'm gonna go with Paul Farman. Oh, Farmy. No, no, no. So we're down to our last guess, which I think might give it away. Yeah. Um, this player joined on loan from Manchester City before <gasps> joining permanently. Is it Chris Chantler? It is Chris Chantler. When was Chris Chantler mentioned earlier in the podcast? Liam no, mentioned he him was, just out of nowhere. He was mentioned, oh, I And I was like, oh crap, that's I my guess. The player episode. person. <laughs> yeah, this episode. He mentioned it this episode. I Chris Chantler never scored a goal with his left. No, but according to Wikipedia, he hasn't. I haven't oh, mentioned well, that. No, not this, this episode. I'm going to argue with Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I thought it was going to be Paul Simpson. Because he was. That would have been a good I have yeah. mentioned Chris Chandler as a guest in previous ones, and I used to say that that was always good. <laughs> that was yeah, always... That it was, was when we were talking about oh. turning left backs into midfielders. Did that... Well, I didn't yeah. mention Chris Chandler. I no, Liam did. Uh... Well, amazing gentlemen, you know, uh, finally get another point on the board. Not that it does much good to my cause, but it but That was under Greg Abbott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely starts off uh, the interest of Will uh, uh, towards the top of the table. So you're welcome, Max and Liam, as you two seem to be battling out in the dogfight up there. Uh, next week, things will further develop. I'll reveal, obviously, next week uh, who will be playing guests in the play because, gentlemen, things are a bit up in the air right now for the Blue Army podcast. We don't quite know what's going to be happening across the next seven days in terms of what we're going to produce for content. It's very exciting times. Obviously, we have the end of uh, halfway through the season end of year party rewards thing that we do every year very popular episode so that'll be coming up as well looking forward to that but right now lads there isn't really anything else to say apart from bye for now bye for now bye for now away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.